I reckon that Red Bull money is going to go on a massive fucking party on a private island in the middle of nowhere. The whole of the FIA dancing around on tables. Do you think that's what's going to go on? <laughs> With a live band and Drake they and 50 They're just checking the performing. bank and they see the money coming. They go, yeah. Right, boys. That's it, boys. We're fucking We're, all, we're going to Bali. <laughs> Book the jet by the island. The FIA are coming. Gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Pit Stop Podcast. Checo is third on the podium. Max Verstappen has broken the record for the most wins in a Formula One season ever. The Mexican Grand Prix is over. I want to say what a race, but I actually thought it's kind of boring. It wasn't one of the best races of the season. And before it, they were saying how there's like so many overtakes on this track. And I was like, fam, this is yeah, going to be a fucking bloodbath. This is going to be a great yeah. one on the first corner. They're all going to be overtaking. It's pretty boring. We saw a little bit of friction though going on. So luckily, uh, Fab's notebook was at it again. Fab's notebook has been at it. Whilst Fab's been taking the notes for the race, I've been thoroughly enjoying it and spent £20 on... Pick a mix sweets. Uh, pick a mix, guys. No joke. When deliver room. Why don't you explain to the people what's in the bowl here? Because there's there's an awful amount of sweets here. Well, I don't know if some of our listeners are from all around the world, but in England there used to be a shop called like Woolworths or Wilkinsons, and you could do pick a mix. Like Willies. Willies. Yeah, you remember? You'd, Everyone remembers Willies. Yeah, pick a mix. You'd get a bag, you'd go fill it up, and you'd weigh it, and it used to be reasonable when you were younger, but then it got really expensive. I have just spent 20 fucking quid on a bag of sweets. And no joke, the bag was tiny when it turned up. And I bought you a five, guys. Mate, you can't be chewing while we're doing a pod oh, because yeah. we all know that oh, I got yeah, in trouble for slapping some gum around my lips. Just quickly tell them about the Mexican Grand Prix. Well, hopefully the people would have been watching the Mexican Grand Prix. It was a bit of an eventful one. We had a, we had a few different strategies going on. Some of them didn't pay off. Some of them did. We're going to dive uh, into Fab's notebook. But first, Jake, why don't we tell the people what you're absolutely infatuated with at the moment? And we're actually going to start this pod in the style of it. And then we actually didn't. Sire, please remind me. My king, the horse is dead. <laughs> Your horse has died in battle, my king. The well-being of my slayer horse is poor. Winter is coming. Jake's been watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> we've, been, we've been watching Game of Thrones. I get a bit bored and I, I lose my concentration. Jake's really been all over it. I've actually found... This isn't a promotion for Game of Thrones, but loads of people have said to me over the years, you've got to watch it. I never did. Um, I've started watching it and now I'm into it. Uh, uh, the Mexican Grand Prix's been on and we're talking about Game of Thrones. Let's go straight back into it. Right, top three. Verstappen won. Hamilton is where I want to focus most of my conversation today. Yeah, yeah, we can go there. Okay, so why don't we do your notebook facts? I'm just eating sweets, man. But before I... Can you stop chewing? I know, I'm literally I'm doing the thing which I told you not to do. Stop chewing. I'm taking the sweets away. No. We're completely... Before you do your notebook, I've got one note. I wrote one note from one thing I heard, and I think this is the first right, thing we should talk too. about. Because it's the first thing I wrote on my notes. Alex Alban lapped Latifi today. Fuck off. Did he really? I swear. I saw Latifi was 51 seconds behind Mate, the person in front of him. When your teammate laps you in that own car, there's a problem. Good thing he's fucking going. Isn't well, it? he is going. He is going. I, and I who guess. may be taking his seat? Logan Sargent. Who may or may have not followed Pitstop on Instagram. Logan Sargent did follow Pitstop. I feel like Oscar Piastri may have helped that happen. Hasn't replied to the DM yet. Um, Sargent, if you're listening, we do want you on the pod. Please. I think the fans do as well. 
Yeah, that would be great, wouldn't so it? So get your shit together and come on. <laughs> because it'll be a good fucking episode. It'd be really good. It would though. be great to chat to him. Hope you guys love the one with Oscar. It went down really well on YouTube. Um, he's such a great guy. So we've got plenty more guests coming. It's uh, There's so much happening. Because we did Oscar, we haven't spoke to the people about, you know, like the budget cap breach, everything. Should we do the race first and then catch up with everything that's been did happening? Did we not? We've, haven't we spoken about the budget cap breach quite We a haven't lot? spoken about the repercussions, what the penalty was. That's, okay, that's yours and that's Jake's. Yeah, all right, we'll fly into the race. Remind the people what we just watched. Guys, we just had the Mexican Grand Prix. I, I wanted to say straight off the bat, a really impressive shift from Lewis Hamilton there. I don't know where Mercedes have got this pace from. As if they pulled out of like thin air, really. I don't know where they got the speed from, but they were absolutely flying today. I think it's incredibly impressive that he was able to... Hamilton, that Red Bull was so quick. And Hamilton was able to sit comfortably in front of Perez, which is a Red Bull. Was it a one-stop? In No, no, two-stop, two-stop. So basically, um, Verstappen and Perez started on softs. Mercedes, both Mercedes cars, Russell and Hamilton, started on mediums. Hamilton said at the end of the race he wishes he started on softs because they managed to get... Verstappen got 25 laps out of his softs, which was crazy, which That's enabled them to impressive. then switch to mediums. Verstappen did like 50 laps, like or like 49 laps with a pair of mediums. Which, when you consider the tyres blow up if they go past a certain amount of laps that they can do... Oh, they do, don't they? Then that's very impressive. I, I'm surprised we didn't see any blown tyres today, I must admit. A lot of strategy, a lot of strategy, a lot of uh, credit needs to go towards Red Bull strategy as well. Hannah Schmitz, once again, Hannah Schmitz, once again, changing the game. She's shown what she can do. She's amazing, right? She has been such an important part of Max Verstappen breaking the record for 14 wins in a season. Like, she's a genius. She really is a genius. I, I can't for a second fathom what these people have to do. Do you have any insight into what she does? Well, I did actually see a cool video of Ted Kravitz and her in uh, the Red Bull thing a while ago, and they like drew some lines out, and it showed how they did it. So all I know about strategies is about them drawing some lines. But I did find it interesting that the Mercedes You're really drivers... good at drawing lines. Am I? Yeah. How often do I draw lines? Uh, when you had to write out the fastest lap sign for our fastest lap. Oh, yeah, that now has Oscar Piastri on it. Yeah, that one. Hope you guys like that, by the way. If you listened to it and wondered what his lap was, you have to watch the YouTube vid. Because we probably do have some listeners that aren't subbed to the YouTube. Like, when, we, when we first started this leaderboard, we were going to just put anyone, any one of our guests on it. But now, I think we're just going to limit it to drivers. Well, we got the fridge, haven't we? They stick to the fridge as well. So like anyone else that isn't a driver, we just whack them on the fridge. We'll have a fridge leaderboard as well, like our friends. Yeah, all right, that works. Yeah, that works. we can flood the fridge with them. That'd be hilarious. Because we do have some repeat guests coming back, like Joshua Bagembe. Joshua will Bagembe. be coming back to set a lap, who we were hanging out with today. Yeah, oh, we actually were. Okay, let's just talk about that for a bit. Yeah, we saw Joshua today. We went go-karting. We filmed it all. Right, okay, me and Fab got up at 6, 6 a.m.? morning yeah it was we woke up at 6 a.m on a sunday now luckily we had daylight savings so we got an extra is that what it's called what does that mean that's what the yanks call it what does daylight savings mean no it like, means the clocks go backwards so we got an extra hour in bed i didn't even realize that and i was awake when it happened so i when did i lose the hour like i was watching tv on i my really laptop, don't know i don't know and then it just disappeared and i didn't even know you're watching game of thrones that's what it was. You you stayed up late to watch Game of Thrones. My sire, do not raise your voice at the king. 
<laughs> I was up quite right. late when she came and froze. It was really good. Joshua is an absolute dude, and we didn't realize how fast this guy is. So, <laughs> right, I'm not going to lie. Coming into this, I thought you and me were older. We're clearly more experienced. We've been driving on the road for a while. We're going to absolutely smash this kid into oblivion. I'm joking. He's national champion. And it didn't happen. You're it joking. didn't happen. He was now, I have to say, no what, yeah, his mad. cart was faster than ours his and he had wet a, tires on. Of course his cart was faster than us, but this kid's national champion. He beat us with his eyes shut. He knows these tracks left, right, and center. I'd like to see that. Just would like to say that I was quicker than Fab. You see that in the video. And also, <laughs> it was a completely wet track and we were on slicks. So Joshua Bagembe had lovely wet tires on his car and he was able to fly around. Me and Fab had slicks in the pissing rain. Yeah, we did. And anyone who follows us on Instagram will have seen the clip of us spinning out in unison. Yeah, there's loads of videos of us going through puddles. It was an impossible drive, but a great day with Joshua. Great to see him. And um Luckily they weren't uh it wasn't raining in Mexico and they weren't running slicks there because you would have seen a very similar similar outcome. Well, we did see some slicks get used by the driver of the day. Do you think Daniel Ricardo was a worthy driver of the day today? Daniel Ricardo. Go on. Just when he pulls it out the bag and out of nowhere, he seems to have this fucking rocket fuel in his car. He goes and gets a 10 second penalty. Yeah, what happened there? So you were out of the room, actually. Yeah, he had a massive collision. Well, not a massive collision, quite a light collision with Sonoda. And he got a 10-second penalty for it. Yeah, and Sonoda DNF'd. So. so then Norris then let Ricardo through because Mercedes said to him, obviously, he's got a 10-second penalty. Let him have a go at it. McLaren. Yeah. Obviously. Adam Seagull, I think, said it. Adam Seagull, yeah, straight from Adam Seagull's mouth. <laughs> and it worked because Ricardo finished seventh. Smashed he got it. points. They're coming out on them softs, absolutely flying. Yeah. He's, he's clearly still got something in it, mate. When you see stuff like that, when you see a performance like that, he still has that. Do you reckon it's coming because it's coming to the end of the season? He just thinks, fuck it. I don't know. The pressure's off maybe a little bit. I, I don't know. It's a tough one. I will say that I loved seeing it today, the order of the cars. Like, with Ferrari's a different conversation. We'll get onto that in a minute. But I did like seeing, like, the Mercedes up there and it was like Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari, McLaren. It felt like the four teams We've that it should be. Missed it. We've missed were it. We're there. Yeah. Like I feel like that's the top eight that you kind of feel like will be the top eight. Like yeah. Obviously the, the Alpines and the other people are coming in, but with the odd one, but you kind of saw it today. Oh, I do think that Mercedes look unbelievable though. Like I, because I, one thing with, Mercedes, which I've thought for a while, is I just feel like they've really been developing the car, always looking towards next season. You, you seem to have a little bit of a theory about next season. I just have said for a long time that I feel like Mercedes are developing this season for next season because they're a new regulation. Like, they've got a new driver lineup, perfect time to let both drivers get used to it. And you know what? With Red Bull having that wind tunnel time penalty, Reduction. whatever the hell it is. Yeah, for the penalty. Could be huge for Mercedes next year. They're going to obviously come out of the bag with something strong, aren't they? They're, they're the best constructor of all time. Like, I want to see McLaren. Oh, no. This is ridiculous. I need confirmation. Is it Mercedes or Ferrari have the most constructors? It's Ferrari, it's isn't Ferrari. it? Ferrari. For God's sake. Yeah. Ferrari. like 15. What's, no, isn't it 16? <laughs> I don't know. And then it's... Um, You're the man with the numbers. And then it's Williams. Why do we do this to ourselves? Okay, why do we do this? I'm brain dead. We got up at 6 a.m. this morning. I went to bed at 3 a.m. I had three hours. This is why people listen to the Pit Stop podcast. This is why people tell us we're stupid getting stuff wrong. I just can't remember. 
Yeah, well, that's what happens. Once you get your next stat, I'm going to just quickly fact check that. I want to tell the people the order. Hamilton pitted, came out on hards, questionable. They're, I think a lot of the teams actually thought the hards were going to do wonders today, but it turns out the mediums are actually a lot better. We'd just like to clear this one up. Ferrari have got 16, Williams have got 9, McLaren have got 8, Mercedes have got 7. Do you think, right, serious question, do you think there is any hope for Williams at all in the future? Yeah, of course. So much hope. They're a massive team. Look what I've just read out, mate. Massive okay. team in what way? Look what I've just read out. They've won nine constructors. They've won more constructors than McLaren and Mercedes. Yeah. Yeah, and I know what you're going to say. Not That's in the back last in the 10 day. years. That's not what they got now. Yeah, okay. Look, Williams, I don't know a lot, and this is really difficult for me to actually give an actual opinion on, because I don't know the story. But I am aware that they got sold or something, like a couple of years ago. There was like a big switch up. So Frank Williams passed away. And okay. Now his daughter is in charge. I thought she sold it. And did, that, she, did she? Did she? See, uh, for a long time, I got her confused with Susie Wolf. Now I thought <laughs> Toto Wolf's wife was actually running. <laughs> so I actually thought Toto's wife runs runs McLaren Esports, runs electric <laughs> McLaren. Doesn't she? Formula E. Yeah. 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 No, Mercedes. Yeah. Yeah. Not that's McLaren. what Toto Wolff's wife does. Yes. Yes. Let's go. So we're halfway run. there. <laughs> we're halfway there. Formula E, by the way, great sport. Yeah. I, I feel like it's just something we need to learn about because there was a lot to learn. Like, we still haven't learned Formula One, let alone trying to learn Formula E. Do you think there's like a... Like, do you think Formula E could get any bigger or do you think it's just lacking? Like, for me, yeah. I'll be deadly honest. I think Formula E is lacking the noise of the cars. I think Formula E is just lacking the the fans. Like, because it's so new, they have a such a unique selling point where they can go to the middle of a city. Like, no other track can just do that. Like, they can just go and drop one. Like, they literally drop it outside our flat. Yeah, but when how new is it, though? They just need to build the hype around them. 2014? That's still quite new. So it's been, like, eight years. Yeah, but you've got to remember, like, COVID's happened throughout them years. You know, it's been, like, a weird... A weird period of time. And Formula mm. One's evolved, blown up throughout them years, so it's took the highlight. Do you know what? A very interesting point has just come to my mind. <clears throat> very controversial point. And the question was from someone who I, I don't know who asked it or who said it. Could have been Lewis Hamilton. He was saying, where does the money go that Red Bull are going to have to pay? The seven million. What happens with that money, right? Because someone was saying they should invest it into other divisions or other racing that hasn't got enough money. I.e., we've just seen W Series have to cancel their last three races of the year, whatever it was. Where's that Red Bull money going to go and could it go into these into, into W Series? I reckon that Red Bull money is going to go on a massive fucking party on a private island in the middle of nowhere. The whole of the FIA dancing around on tables. Do you think that's what's going to go on? <laughs> With a live band and Drake and 50 They just check in the perform. bank and they see the money coming and they go, yeah. Right, boys. That's it, boys. We're fucking We're, all, we're book, going to Bali. <laughs> book the jet by the island. The FIA are coming. But it's a good question, though. Like, where is Mate, that? You've raised it's, an amazing question. It's something that I, I wouldn't even have thought about. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, because... This is another stupid question, but I'd assume so. Do the FIA uh, cover W Series? Yeah. Definitely. (sighs) Nope, but I'm going to say yeah. Because I only say, is it definitely? Because I saw something about, like, apparently F1 are considering launching their own series 
but apparently W Series isn't an F1 series. Okay. W Series is like an external add-on. It's not actually part of the F Series. I, I could be so wrong, but I've heard something about this. And that's what you are right, because... The, the W Series car is the Tatus F3 T318, a race car homogelegated to the latest FIA F3 specification. So it's a race car that is homologated homogelegated <laughs> to the latest FIA F3. Basically, it's as fast as an F3 car, but is it ran by FIA? We're, we're not any closer than we were two minutes ago. No, just again, <laughs> we've just got further away. <laughs> You've confused me so much. No, food, food for thought. You are right, Food though. for thought. You're spot on. Food Mate, for thought. Honestly, food for thought. I'm starving. <laughs> right. You, you are, just had a fucking fight. Right. You are mm, lovely. It was lovely, brother. You are right. Like, if they are able to pull all that money off people... Why can't they just throw more money towards W Series and offer more opportunities and other things? I'm sure they're going to work towards it. Like, the demand is there. Like, make it happen. W Series shouldn't have been getting cancelled. I just think there needs to be a little bit more continuity between everything. When you when you think, like, you know, F2, F3, F4, they're all part of the Formula Series. So why is there not more continuity between the races? In what aspect? Like we don't, you don't see F four and F three really. Like you see a bit of F three, but like, do you ever see F four on the TV? Broadcasting would be a lot, I think, because, I mean, it would be possible, but you got to think they're trying to ram so many races in. A lot of them, when they, you know, sometimes you get like the F four, F three, F two, all at one race. Mm. Imagine trying to broadcast all that. And then, like, rather than reserve drivers, they should just have anyone from F two just come up and just fucking get in that car. Like, if someone's ill, someone can't make it. Someone's got COVID. Someone's whatever. Just get an F2 driver in there. I think F2 needs so much more coverage. Like, I've realised that from, like, obviously having Robert and Oscar and obviously work speaking to Angelina at Prema. Like, when you realise how much work goes into these F2 teams as well mm. and how big an organisation it is and how they look after these young drivers, it makes you want so much more attention on F2 as well because, like, they're the ones battling to get in. It's, like, almost just as exciting as the F- F1 grid. Like, if they... I genuinely mean it's this. like it's like Champions League. Yeah, I it, yeah kind yeah, of yeah. yeah Champions League and Europa League exactly, exactly where you were gonna go with it. Yes. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon, no joke, if they filmed the Drive Survive for F2, they do. No, but it's not DTS. I mean, the same style, the same budget. I reckon it would blow, and I think F2 would be huge. I'm saying it here first, and I tell you why: the drivers are younger. They're wilder. They're less media trained. As we know, some of them are fucking nuts. We'll and we've heard the crazier stories about yeah. the F2 drivers than we have about the F1 drivers. Yeah, all these lads, they're young lads full of fucking testosterone. They're just, they're, they're, they're waiting to get that seat. And then, like, because we were talking about this just now, like, you and me, we were sat here and you said to me, like, why don't the drivers go a bit more crazy? Like, they're just, they've, Max has just won the race. Perez is there, third at his home race. They're standing in front of like, fucking 100,000 people. I would turn around and take my top off and run around and go mental. <laughs> you are, it's true. You want to see more stuff. And then some of these F2 lads that we've met, Ollie Behrman, like Oscar Piastri, they're all funny lads. They all, I feel like they they would, all deserve yeah. the airtime. Do you know what I think it is? I think maybe the only reason that could stop it is because they don't have that lifestyle yet. They haven't got that kind of untouchable, like rich celebrity lifestyle that F1 does. Yeah. Having said that, DTS didn't really touch that much on it as much as they could have. I'll be honest, yeah. There's a weird one where I um 
I've never really thought about it, but like, I tried to put myself in their shoes as like mindset because I watch it as like a fan. I love it. And I think like these people love it and they do, they've wanted to race their whole lives to get into Formula One. What, how much in their mind do you reckon divides it to like, this is work? And ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. How much is, like, this is fun every race? Do you know what I the mean? Driver. Like, I guess what I'm saying is that I love playing football. So even if I became a pro footballer and played for like Arsenal, how much of it would just be I'm going out and play fun like I did when I was yeah, a kid or yeah. how much? I wonder what percent, I reckon different drivers have different percentages. I think uh, Lando is, is a good one to look at. For me, the guy is just living life to the fullest. Like he's, I feel that way. He's him. like, he's going out. He's, he fucking, you know, you see him on his private jet playing golf. He's trying to DJ with Martin Garrix. So he's doing all this crazy shit. Mm. I feel like the guy kind of understands the situation he's in, right? He's in a midfield he's car. He's 21. He's not going to win. He's 21. He's, he's no, he's 20, 22. Oh, he's man. so young. Like he's, he's got another 10 years at and like he's at already least got so Cornwall. much experience. Yeah. And he is an amazing driver. He hasn't got a quick car at the moment. So like. for someone like him, I feel like he just goes out and has fun. Obviously they, they do switch on and go into that mindset before the race. You can see them on the grid. But all I can really say is like... You are spot on. He's a prime example of what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to get across. Yeah, here. yeah. I mean, bro, all you got to do is, is think about like what we do and, and compare it to what we do. I mean, this is all fun and games for us. Like, if you are new and you're tuning into the Pit Stop podcast, you're trying to see what all the fuss is about. And there's a few people on Twitter <laughs> who have been chatting shit. Like, guys, I'm going to be completely honest with you. We started this as a joke. Like, this was a joke, really. We were like, let's start a well, podcast about something we know nothing say, about. Right? And it's all a joke because we can get stuff wrong. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I think you have to carry that, not like the not the mindset of it doesn't matter, but you need to just carry like an open mind throughout anything that you do. I completely respect everyone. It's like, you should know this, blah, blah, blah. But the same day, everyone started somewhere. So it doesn't really bother me. Like, I'm happy with the pod. I'm loving it. So it's Oscar it Piastri summed it up brilliantly, actually. He was like, yeah, you know, I'm driving a fucking Formula One race car. Like, it's not really work. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I mean, he's getting. I mean, it's it is work, but they're going out there and they're enjoying it. And if you enjoy your job, they're not. You'll never I work a day in your same, life. Though. We don't obviously have to get deep into percentages, but like Lando was a great example. And then on the other end of the scale, like Verstappen to me is just like ninety five percent. I have to win. Like I don't feel like any part of him has. So fun. What do you think? What do you think? Um, going through Nicholas Atifi said. He's he's given up. Survive, like, survive, survive. I, I hate to break it, but he crash. has probably given up completely. <laughs> mm. But obviously, Max Verstappen is completely toned 90% in. I reckon the Ferrari drivers started the season like 100% in, and I reckon the, I reckon a mistake can bring you down significantly. Yeah. The more mistakes throughout the season, you probably just start to drift more into your personal life. It's actually a really interesting topic because if you'd have asked me before, I'd have said someone like Fernando Alonso is just out there having fun these days. Like, he's he's kind of done. He's got two world championships. He could have had more... Um, he's just out there racing because that's all he knows. That's what he loves doing. But then you see him crash like today. So mm -hmm. he didn't crash. He DNF because his car blew up. 
and he got out of the car and he was pissed, mate. Yeah, like, he was so been. angry. Like he wanted he wanted those points. And I guess the what I'm getting at is like whenever you're doing something competitive, it's always going to be work in a way because you're competing. You're yeah. not you're not just driving around a racetrack because you find it fun. Like you want to try and get as many points or you want to try and win. So. Yeah, I I always find it crazy that they're all that they always say if you don't win, it's nothing in Formula One. If don't you're they? not first, you're last. Exactly. But then what's crazy is like the bottom half of the grid drive week in week out. Realistically, no, and they're never going to be able to win. Mm. I, so do you reckon everyone who's not in a top team the whole time, realistically, in the back of their mind, is thinking I've got to impress a bigger team? I just do think, you reckon they're even driving for their team? I would just be happy to be there, mate. Getting paid fucking ten million a year to drive a car like it's not I don't, bad, I don't it? care if I don't come have I first. Told the people that I drove a car. Have we done? Have we done a pod since? We haven't. When was that Thursday? I don't know, guys. I drove a car. Jake drove a fast car round a racetrack. It was unbelievable. Why don't you tell them what it was? Did a day with BMW and they had the i4 M50, an amazing electric car. Um, and then they also had the M4. And I bet I, I'm not a car guy that much. don't know much about them. And they were doing these time trials around this uh, car park, around some cones. And in the M4, no, in the i4 M50, I was warming up. Haven't driven a car in a couple of months because I sold mine. <laughs> so I was a bit slow and Fab was filming it all. I've got the video. It's going to come out. And then I jumped in the M4 and Fab's gets in the back. Fab's <laughs> gets in the back. And, um, well, we fly off on the first lap, don't we? Then we have a bit of a... Well, that was, yeah, that wasn't on the racetrack. That was on this, like, coned area. They, so they had, what they did is they had an area where you started. You had to go flat out up into a set of cones and then break, do one big turn. It was a big swooping roundabout, turn, actually. basically, yeah. And, and, then, that, and then there was the roundabout. And then there was the slalom. And then there was the cones that you had to slalom. weave in and out. I had to do a slalom. It was insane. I haven't drove in two months. Ceramic brakes on the i4 M50. Well, Huge. Bigger than the so. wheels of my car. Anyway, like dinner where, where I'm trying to go with this is in the M4, I set a very quick time and ended up winning. And then I went out oh, on yeah, brunch. You won. <laughs> I fucking, fucking won. won it. <laughs> I have drove for two months and all these other guys were like, yeah, we've done loads of track days. I've just stepped up like, yeah, I've never driven another car. There was some mine. bloke there who was absolute wedge. Like He was a unit. He, he was, was fucking huge. Money. He was covered in tattoos. Like and it, his T-shirts on the said something on the back, like, I've got the need for speed or something. <laughs> or like, fucking live fast, ride young or some shit. So I thought, tattoos. yeah, I thought this guy is going to be an absolute machine behind the wheel. And then young old Jake Poise, who hasn't been driving for two months, just comes out of nowhere and flattens him. Yeah, and had you in the back, added weight. Yeah. Mate, I flew through that slalom. I just thought, you know what, it's not my car. Do you know what it was, though? I reckon it was because of um, what I was telling you to do. What? You know, like when people do rally and they have that person in the, in the passenger seat saying like, easy right, easy left. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon it. Like you done, I reckon you were so quick anyway and you were doing so well, but the extra added 10% of me telling you, <laughs> go flat out, flat out. <laughs> I reckon that made all the difference. I can't even remember if you were shouting anything. I don't think I blinked for the whole time. If we ever got into F4, we would have to be the only team that's allowed a two-person car. The only reason I even said about getting into F4 is because then I went out on Brands Hatch in an actual car and I was three seconds behind the, the, what the pros time was and I'd never even drove on it before. So I was impressed with that. Yeah, it was actually really impressive. I actually, I actually genuinely was quite proud of you. Anyway, back to the... Thanks, Fab. Oh, I really was. Fab, quick cuddle. Quick cuddle. Quick cuddle. <laughs> Just a quick one. Oh. A little kiss. <laughs> People said, what the fuck was that? Um, right, mate, one topic that I want to talk about with you again today, another interesting topic. I hear George Russell a lot of the time 
calling the shots from inside the car. Ooh. So you know how there was this whole thing with the fiasco of Ferrari asking Leclerc, like, what do you want to do? Mm. And he's like, I'm fucking driving. Like, it's your job to know what, what I have mm-hmm. to do when to come in for the pits. A lot of the time, I, and it's not just in this race, I've heard it in previous races, George Russell is saying, like, I think we should do this. I don't think we should do that. Mm-hmm. And Mercedes haven't really been listening to him. Yeah. And there's been times, no, I don't, I can't quote the race because my memory's bad, but he has called some correct shots and Mercedes haven't, haven't acted on it. So when do we get to the point? I think this guy's super smart. I think he really knows what he's talking about. When does it get to the point where Mercedes are like, okay, this, 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 we should listen to this guy. I think Russell is a really exciting driver. Um, I have said since the beginning of the season that Russell's got the developed car this year and Hamilton hasn't. So I think... Hamilton's got a bit more of an embryo. I think they, I think they gave Hamilton more of a shell and did different things every week. Like whereas a matching shell. Like, sort of like a matching shell. <laughs> and what I'm saying basically is I think Hamilton calls the shots because they trust his feeling in the car more. Like I've noticed a few times where, it's, where you hear Russell be like, oh, we should have done this, we should have done that, but I'm pretty sure it's what Hamilton said he, we mm. were going to do. So I reckon they do go with Hamilton... It, there will become a point, but I. But the whole time Lewis is at Mercedes, he's ne- he's always number one. Like, there's no way Lewis will ever be in this team and not be number one. Yeah, it's and it's Lewis lo- Hamilton. It's looking like he's going to sign a multi-year contract again. So he should. He's proven today. The fact that he did that with the Red Bull behind him is impressive, and the fact that they got their strategy wrong is impressive. Well, not wrong, but Red Bull just did it really well. So right. could we see Hamilton maybe getting that eighth championship? It's early to ask someone who doesn't have a clue about anything to do with next year. Like, whole are the regulations changing? It's whole career. Uh, make, I, make wild predictions. If one I was of them Lewis will Hamilton, I would not leave this sport till I've got it. Genuinely, they would give him another five years if he wanted another five years. I think he wins it next year. I'm, it's going to be my prediction from the beginning. With, with Red Bull not having the wind tunnel time and everything yeah, else. I, I yeah, I think Red Bull are still going to be insane. Like Red Bull is such a unit. But I do think... Mercedes and Toto, the fight back, I just think it's going to be insane. Super interesting. Yeah. Me? Yeah. I agree. I think next year they could have it in the bag. Not only are Red Bull going to have the wind tunnel time deduction, something that I've been thinking about a little bit was that if they've just been penalised for last year, they're fucking for sure is getting penalised for this year because their car is like unbelievably quick. Like there's something... fishy going on yeah but i think loads of teams will get penalized for so this year. next year i reckon red bull are going to be like fuck they're on to us let's not let's not do anything stupid this year and then maybe the car just won't be as quick who knows i i just think it's going to be next season i think will be better i think you just saw i wouldn't be surprised if mclaren have done the same this season as well because i don't know I'm pretty sure like five, six races ago, McLaren had a stint where like both of them weren't even getting in the top <laughs> 10, were they? They were both quite bad for a mm. while. I reckon M- McLaren have been very much developing their car as they go a lot quicker as well. And I think with the extra wind tunnel time, I do genuinely think like Mercedes will come out next season way stronger than Red Bull. I would love to... I don't know though, that's a bold statement, but I just do think Mercedes have got the team behind them to do it. Yeah. And I'd love it as well because I would like Lewis to win an eighth. Just completely forgot what I'm talking about. Especially after <laughs> you've um, said loads today, and not even let me finish what I was saying. Like you asked me what I think about Williams. Like I think they're a team that they probably just need to evolve a little bit. 
I, I don't know. I think they just well, need yeah. to <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but how how do they do that? Well, they've that? made the right step. How do they do that? They're getting rid of Latifi I and think... they've made the right step of album. No, they've out. Give the credit where credit's due. I think they need investment. <laughs> do they? I don't know. I'm sure they've got enough money. Nah, Williams is like the brokers team on the grid. Are they? Yeah. How do you know this? Because we went to their factory and it looked like a fucking freedom leisure. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I thought we'd turn up at a swimming pool. I thought we'd gone to the wrong place. They're never going to let us in their panic now. They've got a great barman in there. Yeah, no, we Mario. Love, yeah, we love Mario. We love Joe, their photographer. We love everyone from Williams. Yeah, we do. We love the old team. Everyone's unreal. But I mean, let's face it. They haven't got the funding that other t- teams do. Um, and the only way around that is to have a big sponsor come in, which I think will happen because they've got the legacy. So all they need is some like rich, like Saudi bloke to come in and be like, bam, there's 10 billion, like build a whole new factory, build a new wind tunnel, do all this crazy shit. And then maybe we could see Williams reign once again. <laughs> uh, they've definitely made the right decision with Albon because Albon is getting points and looks good in that car because the car isn't great. They need to improve the car. That's a lot of it. Albon is an interesting one. Yeah. Not typically someone that I ever thought was like too stand out. However, has done bits in the Williams this year for the car that he's driving. Mm. What does the future hold for Alex Albin? He's still a fairly young. Isn't he like 26? Was he younger? I don't know. I don't know. Like, if you'd asked me six months ago, I would have said, oh, maybe like Red Bull are lining him back up because he was only there for a little bit. But then I I just have this theory now it's going to get younger and younger. I, d- I don't know why, but I do think like you're going to see most teams on the grid with like at least someone under like 24. Bro, maybe. do you know what is so crazy about that whole topic? Is like every sport I think is going is doing that. I know that like like I've spoke about it countless times. Like Arsenal have like a really young team. <laughs> People must die when you suddenly get to football <laughs> references because you like you slow down with what you're saying and you're desperately trying to. But get do you know what's, what? But, Exactly. But you know what's crazy is that I saw that starting to happen in like extreme sports like 10 years ago. So like all these Red Bull events or like, you know, you have like X Games or you have Jew Tour, like where there's like BMX in and, and skateboard and that. All these like you'd have the, the old guys and then all of a sudden you started having these youngins come in. And then before you know it, you've got like a 14 year old winning mm. X Games, getting gold for like for the big air. Yeah. Kids 14 years old. When I was 14, I couldn't even write my own name. <laughs> How are they out there like getting gold? And I think that's going to happen to to every every team. Yeah, well, obviously Formula One's kind of got the age limit in the aspect of you need the super license points. Remove it. Don't you? Remove it. Remove what? The, the, the age the age thing. Why? Just have youngins it. Like put Joshua Bagenbe in an F1 car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they have all the F series. <laughs> That's the thing, you need the super license points. Fuck like, him, Logan you just need Sargent. the money. Look at Logan Sargent. That's a mad situation. Like, it looks like he's going to get the Williams seat, and I hope he does, because that would be a, a great young drive. I think I think Logan Sargent's quite young. Should I quickly just Google how I'd probably say Logan he's quite Sargent young. Is? Have a guess. I think Logan Sargent is 21 years old. Do you think he'd be a good... No, I think he's older. I think he's older. Ameri- American, American, didn't get he's into the sport He's 21 years quick. old. Is he really? That's what I was going to say. Great young driver. Well, yeah, because he hasn't got his super license points yet. Yeah. He has to finish in a certain position in the race in Abu Dhabi, I'm pretty sure, to be able to qualify, to be enabled to take that Williams seat. It's bloody interesting. I, I would really love to see uh, him. I feel like he could be a, a breath of fresh air to Williams, who maybe have fallen on stagnant times. Yeah, I would I would really love him on the pod. It's also really interesting to say, from a driver's standings, you're like this. Second place in the driver's standings is now Perez. 
Wow. Four points ahead of Leclerc. What happened to Ferrari today? It Where were they? It wasn't good for is Ferrari. It, is it just me? I've actually... Inv- or were they not shown once? I've avoided talking TV. about them. I really have. They weren't I even really shown. Have. I didn't even see them. Were they even on track? <sighs> who knows? Who knows? It wasn't great. Um, hopefully they can do something in Brazil. What but. did they do wrong? Oh, no. Brazil was Hamilton all over. Hamilton last year in Brazil was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. From back of the grid to winning. If anyone is going to win Brazil... Has he got the minerals to do it again? Has Lewis Hamilton got the minerals? Whoa. i tell you what. As soon as you hear the words, it's hammer time on TV. Whether it's this race, the race before, it means the team have started to press the screws. And once the team starts to press the screws, the results start to come. As you see, Hamilton podium last weekend. Podium this weekend. First... In, in Brazil. Brazil. That, that is, is amazing. I'm, why are you trying uh, to do what I'm saying, you idiot? I, we're just so in synergy most of the time. <laughs> yeah, again, we've left it till last minute to do the pod, so we're really tired and it's got to go up really, really soon. Yeah, we've done really well. We're 36 minutes in. I don't really have much more on Fab's note, it notebook to It wasn't the most really exciting race. There isn't loads to say. It wasn't the most exciting race, but the thing that I will finish up on is the fact that it fucking kills me every time you have this driver who's just risked his life round a track at 3,000 miles an hour racing people wheel to wheel they've crashed or they DNF their car they get out of that fucking spaceship like this is their home this is the thing that they are at one with this is like an extension to their body they get out of that extension car extension to their body they get out of their car. like Iron Man they're so upset right and they've got to get on the back of a fucking <laughs> pizza boy <laughs> moped driven by John and driven back to the paddock how embarrassing is that I know when you've got yeah the shot is hilarious it's the only time you'd ever see it. That's what makes it who so Who is it funny. who just walks it? Uh, it well, was Hamilton. Hamilton walked a few times. Was that in Barcelona when he walked it? He walked it. I can't I remember. Can't, I can't remember, but it, it's hilarious when they get on that motorbike. You are spot on. You would think Formula One may have a bit more of an executive way again. There's probably not really any other way to do it. Like, when you think about it. I mean, unless they, like, walk on the track or... Shuttle? Bus? Shuttle. <laughs> yeah, but you never really know when someone's going to crash. Jetpack. Jetpacks all around the track for someone just to pick up. The broadcast of Formula One has just ended on our TV, which means that we are actually going to wrap this podcast up, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, guys, what a wild week. Um, There was so much, like, I felt a lot of pressure for the Oscar episode because I was like, we knew how huge it was. Um, You know, it was the biggest guest ever for so many reasons that I'm aware we've had. The Ferrari drivers and Jensen Button and such legends... But, like, this guy came to our flat. Like, this guy <laughs> who's going to be driving Rolando Norris next year came to our flat, sat in front of us and chatted with us on no time limit. Like, it wasn't 10 minutes, 20 minutes. It was talk. Yeah. It was an amazing episode. And, guys, you'd be happy to know that we didn't even really cut anything. There was nothing to cut out of it. No, completely fine. Everything was sweet. Everything was all good. Nothing went off bounds. Yeah, to be fair, we don't normally have to cut, only for like branded ones or anything like that. It was back in the early days, we were cutting every five minutes because there was just so much shit that we would say, like, yeah, we can't put that in. I really need to go back and listen to some of the old pods. Uh, we, we really see what do. we were getting wrong. But guys, it has been an epic week over here at Pitstop HQ. We have some really exciting stuff potentially coming up at the end of this week. One, I completely forgot. One, it's my it's Fab's birthday on Friday. Ah, Fourth of birth. November. Oh, yet. and it's Lance Save Stroll's it. birthday today. 
Happy birthday, Lance Stroll. Well, unfortunately, when this podcast goes out, it won't be his birthday anymore. So Happy birthday for yesterday. Happy birthday for yesterday, Lance. It's Fab's birthday on Friday, and there may, it may be coinciding with something so ultra-epically important. But it hasn't been confirmed yet. All I can say is DHL. <laughs> we want to be your friends. <laughs> Absolutely unreal. Yeah, basically, something could be happening on uh, on Fab's birthday. Who knows? But guys, keep your ear to the ground and maybe you'll hear some little hints. <laughs> Our Instagram is at pitstop. Our TikTok is at pitstop. Please do rate the podcast five stars. We've got a break now. We've got a little gap until Brazil, I think, a weekend. Right. Um... Yeah, two weeks. So that's great because we can have a bit more of a catch up about Mexico in the next episode, talk about everything going on, everything we missed. Yeah, or we could sit on the sofa with nothing to talk about and then try and wing it again for another half an hour. <laughs> well, I'm up for it. I mean, some, some people they always, sometimes they always say they're the up. best. Yeah, they people say they're really the good. best when we don't plan it. They always say they love that more. Guys, we have been talking about what we're going to do when, the, when F1 is over for the season. We're going to probably stick to two pods a week still. But we were thinking of maybe going to one. And a few of you said, guys, it'd be fun to hear you talk about F1 for one of them and then just chat shite about whatever you want for the second one. Now, I don't know if all of you want to hear us talk shit about anything. So if you do, leave a comment on our Instagram at Pitstop. Leave a comment on our Twitter at Jake and Fab. I guess it's like looking at the angle of we wouldn't, rem- we wouldn't stop doing the F1 thing. It's either go one a week and it's an F1 one. We're just trying to do more there. We're being like, how can we add more to it? How can we keep it to two a week? Like maybe some people wouldn't want it because it's an F1 show kind of thing. Yeah. I do think there's some people out there who are interested in our lives. And maybe we can open something new or launch something new. Or- yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. What, the, op- the, f- yeah. the opportunity what, is endless. What sport should we tackle next? <laughs> well, for the break. Yeah. Take on another sport. I feel like me and you would do well in NASCAR. I think golf. Golf. I Me think golf. I think we could tackle golf. We are fucking terrible at golf. Yeah, and we're fucking terrible with F1 as well. And it worked. To be fair, uh, no, I probably do know more about F1 than golf now. Uh, actually, no. Hang on, I know a little bit about golf. I'm still too. trying to get my head around golf. Yeah, well, you've been smashing that PGA game. But I do have it on very easy, and I've turned wind difficulty off. Oh, have you really? So that's how I'm able to get holes in one every time because yeah, there's no win and you no roll on the phenomenal on that game. <laughs> there you go. Jake Boy's cheating once again. I was getting like under 23 on a hole. I was thinking I was amazing. That's simple pleasure so I could sit and do that all day. That's it, mate. That's it. As long as you're having fun, that's all that matters. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to the Pit Stop Podcast. Rate it five stars. Hit the follow button. We'll be back on Thursday. Mexican Grand Prix was over. Verstappen did it. He's beaten Vettel and Schumacher's record. 14 wins in a season, still two races left. Mm. Imagine he made it 16. It would be incredible. Hamilton back on the podium. Love to see it. Second place, Mercedes are coming for a big comeback in Brazil. They're inching. It's hammer time in Brazil. Let's fucking go, boys. Checo Perez, third place. Yes, we love it. Checo. 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 That's what they were chanting. They were. I love the way he is. I just love Checo. I love Checo. And I love the Pit Stop fans. Guys, thanks for tuning in. I've been Fab. I've been Jake. We love you to bits. Even though we don't know you. We don't know any of you. Who was that aimed at when you said that? Who was that aimed at? Just a special someone. (laughs) 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 Okay, bye.
powered by Spirit Studios. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. <laughs> 